0: or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 2024 Santa Fe, available early 2024.
2: Welcome to Movie Crush, a production of iHeartRadio.
3: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mini Crush. Mini Crush. Mini Crush. Why mm. are they crushing <laughs> you? Why they? No. That's I thought you were doing it. Smelly Cat.
2: No, I was kind of doing, um, I was sort of doing the Star Trek theme. Da-da-da, <laughs> cool. da-da-da. Smelly Cat, Smelly Cat. What is Smelly Cat? Is that from 30 Rock? <laughs> it's from Friends. From Friends. I didn't know they ripped off Star Trek. I guess Star Star Trek. <laughs> My favorite. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. I'm still kind of on the mend uh, from my scooter injury. All right, let's hear
3: scooter update.
2: Everyone. Scooter update. Uh, my arm is about at 75. percent It's operating about 75 capacity. Okay. Uh, I can still. I can lift it up. I can wash my hair. I can turn the key to the ignition to is my this car. Your right hand again. My right hand. Okay, right. Thankfully, I'm a lefty. Oh, I uh, didn't know so that. So it hasn't affected too many activities. Um, <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm, I'm Already with that. Already with what? Good Lord, Noel. Listen, um, we actually had a listener write in on the Movie Crusher's
3: page who had a very, very similar scooter incident. I know. A young lady. She even uh, posted video of her busting ass and then pictures of her really kind of badly bruised legs and knee. I felt bad for her.
2: I felt vindicated. That's what I felt. <laughs> really? Yeah.
3: We, I should, I should find, I'm going to find her name. The guy just got killed. On a scooter. In Atlanta. Hit by a truck. Oh, First really? scooter death. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that was in Atlanta yeah. even. Uh-huh. It's going to start happening, man. That's right. I hate those fucking things. I do too, dude. I do too. <laughs> with the passion now. So, no, let's catch up. Guess what? We're not doing Corrections Corner anymore. I deleted that post even. We're killing it. We're just done. done. The segment is done. I dead. don't even know what you're talking about. Okay. Got a little tedious. Revisionist history. With, yeah, well, uh, you know. The original idea was like, hey, what movie things did we get wrong? And then it became, um, you're saying... You're not pronouncing uh, a word right. More like pedantic corner, am I right? Yeah. So, and it, truthfully, it's not a great bit anyway. It's, it's just dumb. So, um, Don't sorry. It's too hard on yourself, Chuck. <laughs> sorry, everyone. I will say this, though. Let's finish it out. Uh, a few people posted this. Thank you for being a friend was not Carol King. You said that. I was that. thinking, I said that. I was thinking of, uh, uh, you just call out my name and you know her. You've got a friend. The James Taylor song you that she's got
2: sings. a friend in me. No, not Randy Looking over <laughs> here,
3: there's a thing going on. Maybe we could get some lunch together sometime. <laughs> what a guy! You can just sing about anything. He in just your sing dance, about
2: anything. Newman, oh, it's great, and it's a Disney Family Guy does a good bit with that, <laughs> where he's like, "Look over there, it's an apple tree. Oh, really? Going to pick me apple? It sure is delicious."
3: <laughs> so I just ripped off Family Guy. No, it's not not at all. Um, so uh, by the way, that is not Carol King. No. I got it wrong. I was thinking of you've got a friend. Uh, It was written by a gentleman, and then for the Golden Girls theme, it was uh, sung by a lady named Cynthia. Got it. something. Got it. So, that's the last one, everyone. I had never ascribed that song to
2: even having a writer. I thought it just kind of, like, came into being, you know? B. Arthur just had a
3: fever dream one night. Exactly. I didn't realize that the Golden Girls was a spinoff of another show called Maud. I didn't know about Maud. Hold on a second. I watched Maud. Is B. Arthur's character in Golden Girls Maud? Yeah. What? That's Maud. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah, Maude was when I was a kid. It was a 70s, 70s show. show. And which, it was, what's eight, his face? Speaking of theme
2: songs. It was that big famous uh, producer guy uh, that did all those types of Norman Lear. Norman Lear. It right. exactly. had to been, Yeah, right? it totally
3: was, 100%. Oh, man, Noel. You haven't heard the theme song to Maude? No. Lady Godiva was a freedom rider. Oh, that's great. Oh, it's great. They sing about women in history, and then they go, and then there's Maude. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> she occupies her own individual space in history. Oh, well, I feel like a dummy. I, I mean, I guess if I've never seen Golden Girls, I wouldn't know that. You wouldn't have known. But I did not know that was Maud all yep. those years later. It's Maud. So what's the idea? She has she lost her husband, I guess.
2: Yeah, and I I, mean, I only read a brief synopsis of Maud. I've never seen Maud. But I think in Maud, she lives in, like, she's a very, like, liberal... Kind of like activisty type woman in New York well, City, living in a house with a bunch of unconventional roommates. And uh, no, types. and Maude, she had a husband. In Maude, she maybe had a husband, but I think she has like a deadbeat son or something that lives <laughs> with them. Don't I don't know, dude. It's been a while. I, yeah.
3: But what's the relationship in the Golden Girls? Uh, who is she to them? Are they? They're all pals, sisters, friends. They're friends is there and weird confidants. Sex thing going on. Okay. There's no
2: sex thing going. On. I mean, they have a gay roommate. That was a big deal. Okay. That was like one of the first, like outside of soap, I believe. But no, I think the thing with the roommate in Golden Girls is they maybe don't. Don't openly talk about that he's gay. He just kind of like is a clearly a gay character. Gotcha. But in soap, Billy Crystal's character like he sure, comes out that. or whatever.
4: That uh, was I still love dude. soap. Yeah, soap is
3: fucking funny. Yeah, it's really good. Way ahead of its time. Uh Noel I had Pam Peacock on and her show. Went over like Gangbusters. She is a cool gal. Pam's awesome, and we had a great talk. And now Pam is like the hit of the movie crush page. Everyone's like more Pam. Really? Yes, yeah, so we're going to do a filmmaker series. That's great. I just haven't decided. Or well, it's really up to her. Um, but I pitched to her either more Michelle Gondry or just filmmaker or films by artists like uh, Sh- Schnabel, Schnabel, Julian Schnabel, or and Tom Ford. Like they're making movies. Right? Yeah, they are making movies. Could be interesting. Which I agree. Maybe uh, Julie Taymor. Was she an artist?
2: She yeah, was play. like a theater person.
3: Well, okay. She that. did
2: a lot of like production design for operas
3: and uh, big big stage productions. I think I just want to talk about her movies. Her movies you. are cool. Uh, and I'm also announcing another. Filmmaker series because I'm enjoying these folks. Uh, Adam Pranica from Friendly Fire, we recorded, uh, which will be out. Actually, I think it's already out when you're hearing this. But Adam and I did uh, Hard 8 P.T. Anderson's first film, and we are going to do a P.T. Anderson series. That's the one P.T. Anderson movie that I have not seen. I think we talked about this last episode. Well, that's just a hole you got to fill. Okay. I'm ready to. You'd love to. I'm ready to. I'm ready for it. Uh, all right, Noel, and the other thing we're going to catch up on here at the beginning of the show is uh, I put up some polls for uh, live no, shows. Noel's polls? No, no, no. No. I was just curious to see what, you know, if we could get some support to go out and do a few shows. Sure. Uh, and so I picked six cities and pitted them against one another, and uh, we got 440 votes. Um, Chicago got 60% of those to 40% in Austin. So in theory- Uh, 220 would be 50%, so, you know, maybe somewhere in the neighborhood of 250 tickets in Chicago. That's utterly respectable, Chuck. Yeah, of course, these are people just saying click, not... I will be off work. I will buy a ticket. I will come to the show. So you got to reduce that number. Okay. But I think if we get anywhere close to 150 people, totally, that's well worth our time. There's a couple of good venues in Chicago we could do. There's a place called the
2: Hideaway that seems pretty cool. Yeah. And there's a lot of like smaller kind of DIY venues that do like podcast host podcast shows. And I know a bunch of people that live there. We'll talk about this. I think
3: that'd be fun. The, the one caveat here, folks, is that my year is pretty full mm. with stuff. You should know shows and other travel and stuff and vacations and. I can't uh I can't just pick up and leave my mm. wife and daughter it's a because it sucks for me and them. I agree. So we're we're gonna try and figure it out though. Yeah, no? well we
2: can, you know, plan out ahead.
3: Uh Seattle and Los Angeles pitted against one another. Three hundred and sixty votes, resounding uh, love from Seattle, sixty eight percent. Wow to thirty two percent. I I've just don't never, think we should go to LA. I've
2: never been to Seattle.
3: Really? Yeah. Well maybe we should make that the first time. I though. like it. I think uh, my other show, Stuff They Don't Want
2: You to Know, is going to do a little mini West Coast tour later this year. That would be fun. Uh, That would be Oregon. It was funny. There was like a a thing on Nerdist that was like the most popular podcast in different cities. Oh, sure. Ridiculous History won for – Oregon, like yeah, for, that's right. for Portland or something. It was really strange, um, the you different show. But it's
3: still, I'm looking forward to. It. I would love to take you to your first Seattle. trip. I would love no. that, Chuck. It'd be fantastic. We could uh, hang out with John Roderick and yeah. Ken Jennings. There you go. And we could uh, get high as balls legally. That sounds like a plan, dude. <laughs> and wander around. Go to the the market thing with the, the, the Mopap. big. Yeah, yeah. You go mm-hmm. throw a fucking fish. There you go, or catch a fish. The gum wall. I hear there's a gum wall. There is a gum wall. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, sounds pretty gross. Uh, get some of those uh, Kuchar's cherries. Is that, is that what they're called? Is that a particular Kuchar, type? I think. Chocolate-covered cherries. Oh, okay. Seattle. Uh, I, don't I don't know, know about I don't, this. Know, I don't know if I'm getting the name right. That's okay. And then finally, Noel, Boston, New York, we should just go to both of those because yeah, it's yeah, about yeah. 50-50. That's great. 51% to 49%. Uh, close to 500 votes, so. That's great, maybe dude. Maybe we could pick out like a four-city thing. Absolutely. That or would be at least be three. Awesome. That would be so fun. All right, Noel. I know I'm the... One holding this you're up. You're the squeaky wheel here, Chuck. Sorry, I love my family, Noel.
2: It's okay, dude. I love my family, too.
3: All right, so we're going to go with, uh, I haven't explained anything in a while. Had a little extra time to put into this episode. So we're going to talk today, everyone, about the Wilhelm scream.
0: Hollywood history.
3: I know you're a fan of the Wilhelm scream, Noel. Yeah, it's like the,
0: ah! That's
3: pretty good. <laughs> That's a pretty good Wilhelm yeah, scream. yeah i got to say. So here's the story. Most people know this. A lot of people listening to this probably know this, what it is. You may not know what uh, some of the more detailed parts of the story. Some of you may not know what this is at all. So you're welcome because it's one of the great, great things in life. And in the film business, uh, the fact that there is a sound effect. Effect? <laughs> what the feck? <laughs> Wait, I'm adding T's to Crux. Yeah. I need to get that T from Crux. Exactly. Put it on effect. United States. (laughs) Um, There's a sound effect called the Wilhelm scream that has been used in more than 200 films. Um, uh, Hugely popular films like Anchorman and Star Wars and The Lord of the Rings, Toy Story, Reservoir Dogs, um, smaller independent films. And it has sort of been an in-joke since it was revived in the 1970s. So I think without going any further, maybe let's just go ahead and play the Wilhelm scream right now, so everyone hears it in its purest form.
0: Ah! <laughs> All
3: right, that's it, everyone. No, uh, let's play it for real. Here we go. All right, so there it is. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, Noel, maybe we didn't even need to say it. I think you just needed more like uh, vo- general volume on it. You were being kind to the microphone.
2: You know, I try to have good microphone etiquette. Chuck, you do a good job. Thanks, bud.
3: So, uh, like I said, it's a stock effect. It was first used in 1951. There was a, uh, a Western called Distant Drums, starring Gary Cooper. And there was a scene, and you can watch it on YouTube, the very first use of the Wilhelm scream, where uh, some dudes are walking through a swamp, and they get uh, one of them gets dragged under by an alligator. So... Uh, (laughs) it debuted in that movie. Uh, They did, apparently, six screams in the studio uh, were performed, and then the fifth of the six became this infamous scream. However, it was not known as the Wilhelm scream at the time. Um, That comes from a movie. Well, let me back up a bit. Following that debut, uh, it became a part of the, the sound effects library at Warner Brothers Studios. And was used in movies back then, here and there, just as, not as a joke, but just as a scream for your stock horror movie or whatever. Uh, then in the early 1970s at USC's film school, there were some students who dug this thing up and noticed that it was used in a bunch of movies. Uh, they saw, they thought, I think at the time, that the very first usage was from a 1963 film called The Charge at Feather River. There was a character named Private Wilhelm who gets shot with an arrow and lets out the scream? So that's why it's called the Wilhelm scream. Got it. Um, then these USC students started putting them in movies when they started when they graduated and started making films,
2: like as a joke, kind of,
3: as a joke, yeah, like an Easter egg kind to of. this, uh-huh. yeah, exactly. That's cool. Uh, and notably, um, a gentleman named uh, last name of Bert, B U R T T was a sound designer at USA, Went on to do sound design for Star Wars. And then very famously in the scene where Luke and Leia are uh, on the little perch uh, with nothingness in between them. And they eventually make the big grappling hook swing across. Right. But before that, they're shooting up at stormtroopers on the ledge. They shoot one. He falls off. Classic use of the Wilhelm screen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was in all the Star Wars movies. It was in all the Raiders movies. Uh, It's been a ton and ton of films over the years. And here's the fun part. They think they have figured out who actually is responsible for it. They found an old call sheet from Distant Drums. And then uh, they had people listed for that day for additional dialogue recording. And the one that they think it is was an actor and a musician named Sheb Woolley. We don't know for sure, but Sheb Woolley did go on to sing uh, Purple People Eater. Great name. The novelty song. Yeah. One-eyed,
2: toed one horn that's it. Flying purple people leader.
3: Ah! Ah! That's good stuff, Chuck. So that's the Wilhelm scream, everyone. I love it. Uh, is that Hollywood history? Yeah, well, sure. Hollywood yeah. history. That's what we call that. Great. So now that we know what that is, geez, I haven't done this before, have I?
2: Have I done Wilhelm scream already? No, absolutely not. That'd be super embarrassing. No, 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 100%.
3: <laughs> I, not, all that was news to me. Uh, here's a little cherry on top of this story, too, Noel, is that we talked about the Wilhelm scream and stuff you should know years ago. Asked Jerry to insert it, and she inserted the wrong effect.
2: Oh, no, it Jerry. Was
3: just some... Random scream. You gotta but, search for the Wilhelm scream. Well, she did. I think it was just mislabeled. That's and she didn't run it by us. Yeah, it said Wilhelm scream on the file. That's right. That makes sense. And so we had an egg on our face. Remember
2: back in the day? Maybe you don't. Um, but when you used to like torrent things, it wasn't even torrent. It was pre-torrent Napster. Things MP3s would be mislabeled, so you'd like be right. looking for like Dave Matthews Band, and it would be like some schmo's, you know, track that he made in his bedroom, uploaded to <laughs> Napster to try to get people to, you know, get into his stuff.
0: Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Ready
1: to bring some spring vibes indoors? Bear Premium Plus Paint is here to make it happen. And it's starting at only $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Picture your kitchen coming to life by adding a pop of blue with the bear exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. And let's not forget your living room. Picture it drenched in the lush, verdant tones of Amazon jungle breathing new life into your space with every glance. Head into your bathroom and let the cool breeze of sea glass wash away all your stress. And when the morning sun peeks through your bedroom window, feel the warmth and comfort of a spring sunrise with shades like coral cloud and dark crimson. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with a durable finish that resists dirt and grime to last all season. And let your creativity bloom with Bare Premium Plus paint Starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done.
4: This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class.
3: All right, Noel, we're going to go with the social studies real quick. Social studies on Movie Crush. Uh, And just read some of these. I asked, uh, has anyone ever been angry at someone else's opinion of a movie that you loved? Like, has someone had an opinion about something that you cherished Mm -hmm. that kind of just made you mad? Mm -hmm. Can you think of one? I feel like a lot of people feel that about you and Lord of the Rings, Chuck. Well, Jim Frank certainly does. He got a lot of laughs. He went off on me and you. Uh, For you not knowing it well enough, and me, uh, because he didn't think I even watched it, the movies. But uh, he was kidding. Mm -hmm. It was a big, long diatribe. So big ups to you, Jim. But he was just joking around. He loves us. Oh, is it because I thought there were like four movies or something like that? Yeah, it was all tongue-in-cheek, though. It was all in good fun. That's totally fair.
2: Opinion of um, a—yeah, I mean, well. Oh, well, yeah. uh, Mandy, our pal Christopher Hasiotis hated it. Despised mm. it. You were indifferent, which I was still a little miffed by if I'm being <laughs> honest. But uh Christopher Hasiotis hated it. He, he he called it jokingly to me via text man I don't know, man D's last hour and a half of my life have been Wasted annoying, or wasted, or whatever. Yeah, I don't that's know. really funny, Christopher. I mean, yeah, it was pretty Need good. To work up that one. I'm not. I'm not doing it justice. He did a much better job oh, yeah, than I'm that. But sure um was great. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, that bugged me. And some people, you know, have really come down strongly against that movie. Just, saying, and I think it's. I don't know. I hate to like be dismissive and be like, oh, you just didn't get it. But sometimes there is that element.
3: Right. There's a thing that just doesn't click where it clicks for somebody. It's hard of, to say that out loud because that's the ultimate snobby thing to say. Well, that's you why didn't I caveated it. it.
2: sometimes people just don't get it. Sometimes people just don't get it. Because you know? especially with a very genre movie like yeah, that, like either it. you're like in it or you're
3: not. You right. know. And I was just super, super in it because it clicked all these buttons for me. Yeah, or something that's supposed like, supposed like supposed to be dumb humor or tongue-in-cheek and people are just like, it wasn't funny. I'm like, well, no, it's not. You don't get it. It's not yeah. classically funny. They're trying to do the thing. Great example. Like that movie Hot Rod. Have you seen Hot Rod? Yes, <laughs> I have not seen Hot Rod. It's,
2: it's that kind of thing where it's like you, if you don't really know that style of humor, you're kind of like this is just a dumb bad movie. Right. But then if you realize how tongue-in-cheek it is and how much they're leaning into this kind of like weird right. sort of subtle – Uh, (laughs) psychedelic humor, (laughs) drink,
3: then yeah, I think it's fair to say maybe you just didn't get it. Right. It's like saying uh, Wet Hot American Summer was just like this weird bad 80s camp movie. Very similar. Like, yes. Hot Rod is very similar (laughs) to Wet Hot American Summer in that way. Yes, for sure. I love it. I love it too. Uh, Jada, I'm sorry, Jade Anna Rosenberg says, people who brush off Clueless is just a silly Valley Girl movie makes me livid. Shares a very strong female role. The writing is great. It's a fantastic coming of age story. She got a lot of likes and loves for that. I could not agree more, Jade. Clueless is a great movie. Really, really enjoy it. And Emily loves it.
2: I haven't seen that probably since it came out. Yeah.
3: Mm hmm. That's good. I remember liking it.
2: I was, you know, a preteen kind and of Paul so Rudd,
3: who looked exactly the same today he still as he did the looks day he this, made that That film. dude's a vampire. That dude is the vampire Lestat. He is a vampire. I want to meet him one day. Get he him seems on the like show. A, he seems like an interesting dude. Uh, all right, here we're going to go with a little bit of a controversial topic. Uh, Brian Amidi says this recent Keanu Reeves phenomena. I hear people raving about him all the time now, and I get irritated. Uh, he may be a great guy, and has been uh, for, but he has been for twenty years one of the worst working actors in film. Unfair, unfair. He said there is not a movie, save maybe Bill and Ted, that could not have been improved by casting another actor. I just don't agree. Yeah.
2: Because the thing that people forget about Keanu Reeves, too, is his, like, physicality and how much he, like, leans into doing all his own stunts and, like, what a hard worker he is, you know? Yeah,
3: I think there are people that have certain qualities to their voice uh, where it may come across as a little more, you know, like Sharon Stone was one, I think. Mm -hmm. She just has a voice that... You know, for a while she was not regarded as like the best actor, but mm-hmm. then she eventually got some really great roles and proved everyone wrong. But I think Keanu might have one of those voices too. I know Kung Fu. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. You know, um, I get it, but I think he is a good actor. That's the thing though. Like, I, I also think that he is a campy actor, he is sort of like a less over the top uh, uh Nicolas Cage, kind of, only I think Nicolas Cage is a better actor when he's a better actor than Keanu Reeves. I would agree that Keanu Reeves isn't a great actor, but he's a very specific thing. No one else can really fill that Keanu-shaped hole. You know what I mean? You're
3: right. That's what I'm saying. Because that hole is shaped like the Matrix. Exactly. Uh, Mary Claire uh, Grigson says, people who don't get the movie Down With Love. That was a good movie. I haven't seen that. Joshua Fish. My boss didn't like The Princess Bride. That pretty much sums it up. It's The Princess Bride. Yeah. Who doesn't like that movie? I don't know. You're dead inside. I think that's that's fair, Chuck. American Psycho. That's who doesn't like mm-hmm. that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, our old pal, Teresa DeMauro. Uh I've never met anyone who has seen Good Night and Good Luck. Oh. She says, I don't, I've never met anyone who has seen, let alone loved Good Night and Good Luck. It's one of my all-time favorite films. Oh, I think plenty of people saw that. Yeah, for sure. Um, it...
2: Is one of those movies though that time forgot a little bit? Like it was such a big Oscar movie, sort of like The Artist. Remember The Artist? I didn't see that. See, but that was a big old Oscar movie because yeah. it was one of those Hollywood worship movies that oh, was like sure. the golden age or whatever, and it yeah. was all black and white. Good Night and Good Luck was very similarly that. It was black and white. Right. It was that it leaned into that old timey kind of like vibe, Clooney, baby. right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I'm saying like a lot of people kind of forgot about that movie, and it no, was. I think you're
3: right. It was very good. Both of them were very good. I thoroughly but, enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Our oldest of friends, Vanessa Lopez, says, when someone said uh, to me once they thought Shawshank Redemption was a poorly executed movie. Jeez, not even I didn't like it. Poorly executed? I think Shawshank Redemption is one of the finer examples of movie making execution. What is wrong with people, Noel? Now I'm getting mad. There's a lot of things wrong with people, Chuck. You know, where do you (laughs) where do you even start? Where do you even start? Our old pal Patrick Gorman starts with Star Wars Episode I, The Phantom Menace. Especially makes me mad when people say they hated it at the time. I feel like it's become one of those cool-to-hate movies over the years, and I will die on this hill. What? He's saying it's good? I think so. Holy cow. Where do I even start? He's he's got quite a little...
2: uh, Quite quite a few comments on that. I guess the thing about that movie uh, especially is just it feels – so here's the thing about Star Wars in general to me. It's always felt kind of like a melodrama, soap opera-y kind of space thing. Sure. But I think the old ones, when it looked like a older, you know, like a 70s kind of movie and like the special effects were so innovative and practical – it all worked. It felt like magic. <clears throat> the new ones, everything's so clean yeah. and crisp, and yeah. the acting is just so bad. Yeah. And there's a lot of weird racial stereotypes in the alien characters, like Jar Jar Banks is really gross, and sure. this whole whatever that kind of thing he's doing is, and then there's like the Trade Federation guys who kind of sound like these weird Asian stereotypes, and yeah. there's a ton of problematic things in those movies.
3: Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Sorry. Joel Marks, Joel S. Marks, says uh, he gets mad at people who loved Avatar. I enjoyed it at the time for the spectacle of it all. It was certainly the best looking three D
2: movie I'd ever seen.
3: Um, yeah, I'm not. Uh, I, I'm on record as not being a fan of Avatar, but I, I don't think I would be mad at someone who loved it. Mm. But hey, that's why we're we're into this topic here. Absolutely, it's a good one. I think it's a really interesting question. Uh, J M Arroyo, one of our old pals, says my wife hated Gone with the Wind after investing all that time. Uh, To end the way that it did, she was so pissed off, and I found myself defending it since it was my pick. Okay? Uh, I have a bunch of people picking on me for Lord of the Rings, by the way. It shall be known. I haven't seen any Harry Potter people yet coming after me, but I'm sure that'll happen. Potterites? Yeah, Potterites, Pottervilles. Uh, Chris Preville says, I showed some friends um into the spider verse and their only response was it was okay. Did you see it Chuck? Yeah. I thought but it there was there was nothing just okay about no, that movie. No, it was movie. awesome. It was great. It was so cool, it was so visually striking
2: and the story was great, it had a heart. Yes. It was just God, it was good. And also, I think for me, too, it was so much more than I thought it was going to be going yeah. in that it just kind of grabbed me and just didn't let go.
3: Yeah, it, it over-delivered for what I was expecting. 100%. 100%. I tried to watch it with, uh, or uh, Emily tried to watch it with Ruby the other day when I was out of town, and she said it was too uh, scary for her. It's a little too spazzy, kind of, probably. Like yeah. too much stuff. I think so. Going on. So she watched PJ Masks again. What is that? PJ Masks. PJ mask. No. Sorry. Outlet. What is this? Gecko. It's like a kid show? It's a kid show. Uh huh. It's it's very cute. It's huge. Uh huh. Okay. It's basically three little superhero uh kids. Oh, cool. Uh and it's just yeah, it's taken over PJ the world. PJ masks. It's been around. It's it's good. I'll have to look into them. It's fun. In case oh. I decide to have another kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, you never know, Noel. You, you want know. other kids? Uh no, not really. Really?
2: One and done. I've just got, she's 10, man. It's like, what am I going to start over? Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I've
3: done all the work. I'm already there. We're like pals. I don't want to have to start from zero, you know? I'm, I'm good. Guys, prediction Noel's daughter is going to be like a senior in high school and he's going to have a baby in his arms. That could at be. Her graduation. You never know, dude. You never know. Because <laughs> you had her when you were young. So you could, it's I not did. like you're, you would be an old dad even now. No, no. You would be a medium dad. I'd be a medium dad. So it's mm-hmm. not, it's not over, Noel. It's not over till it's over. You yes. better, you know, you could. Make sure this doesn't happen. What, like get the snip? You know, there are surgeries okay. to ensure well, that. That sounds terrifying to me, Chuck. All I right. don't know. Thank you, sir. Well, then I hope you I hope your swimmers under and you have an understanding. They are. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We, we don't really talk. All right. <laughs> Deanna Pitts, one of our old friends, says, Titanic. We know how it ends. Why would I want to see it? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And she basically says, let's never watch any war movie then or any movie based on a historical event or read any history books or appreciate anything when we know how it ends. Yeah, I agree with you. That's not a good reason to not see Titanic. And here's a question for you. Is it considered a spoiler if something is like a
2: historical event? Like if I say John Wilkes Booth kills Abraham Lincoln, is that a spoiler?
3: Well, I mean, if you're talking to an idiot.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well put, Chuck.
3: Oh, that's not a spoiler. Good Lord. If people start calling people out on stuff like that, then I quit as a human. Agreed. And I can't find it in here. Oh, where is it? There was a young lady, and I can't find her comment, but she had a comment, and so I'm going to summarize it as such, is that anyone who poo-poo's musicals, period, uh, she hates because, especially when they say things like, oh, people don't just break out in song like that. No. (laughs) You think? And she said, hey, are action movies believable? Exactly. She's like, if you can have your movies where people go around and shoot a thousand bullets from a single gun and fight a hundred people. She's like, my people can break out in song when they fall in love. You ever heard of science
2: fiction? we don't have the technology yet that means we're like cut off from having space battles you know cut off from space battles no. that's no good see and my thing too is that's another example of i think you just don't get it because there's something magical about really great musicals yeah like i can really. see you not liking musicals i can see you not liking it sure but this
3: whole like uh it's not realistic that's absurd That's dumb I and mean, that's what a musical is chuck have you
2: seen the new season of documentary now no it's Unbelievable! <laughs> is it great? They do one. Um, what season are they on now? I don't. I think it's three, three or four. Three or four. But uh, there's one that does a send up of Sondheim musicals, <laughs> oh, boy. and the whole joke with Sondheim musicals is just rapid fire like uh-huh. words. You can't catch your breath, you know. <laughs> right. And John Mulaney wrote it like it's a musical, oh, and wow. it's called Co op, and it's about like living in a co op apartment like in New York City. But it's or whatever. just like. Oh my goodness! It's the funniest and most accurate. It's it's meant to be like a live cast recording of it, and it's, it's oh, gotta so, that out. so good. Yeah. God, he's funny,
3: too. It's so funny, man. I, I can't recommend it highly enough. Bill Hader, I'm telling you. One day. Oh, for sure. I would love that. All right. We're going to close it out here on this uh, segment with Heidi. Lauman says, I loved Monsoon Wedding, and a friend called it awful. I suppose I took her opinion as an affront to my impeccable taste in films. Yeah. Th- I think that's one of the things that bothers people sometimes. It's, for me, it's on two levels. It's, geez, how, you, how can you call that movie bad? Like, it's an insult to everyone who works so hard on it. And you're also making a comment about my taste. And my taste is the best taste. That's what everyone thinks. Everyone thinks they have good taste. Mm-hmm.
2: Did you know it's that? Like, yeah, it's like opinions. Everyone, wait, opinions are like, never mind, forget it. Yes, <laughs> I did know that, Chuck. I did.
0: Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card.
1: Bear Premium Plus Paint is here to make it happen, and it's starting at only $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Picture your kitchen coming to life by adding a pop of blue with the Bear exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. And let's not forget your living room. Picture it drenched in the lush, verdant tones of Amazon jungle, breathing new life into your space with every glance. Head into your bathroom and let the cool breeze of sea glass wash away all your stress.
3: All right, we're going to wrap this one up with a quick stream. This, uh, Noel, I, uh, my wife and I have been watching Fleabag. Heard good things. It's great, great. So um, many people are way in the know on this, and a lot of people are like, "I've never heard of that." This light catastrophe is another BBC show that Amazon Prime has picked up, and it is the story of a uh, of a young woman in London. Who I say young woman, I think she's in her early 30s. That's young to me, might be old to some people, but sure. uh, she is um, sort of known as as Fleabag, I guess. Uh, and it stars and the cre- and it's created by a young woman named Phoebe Waller Bridge, and it's just great. She does this thing where she breaks the fourth wall, um, sort of like The Office but it's sure. not a document it's not a mockumentary. Got it. It's, so it's really not like the office is like a magical realism thing yeah, it's Ferris where she's Bueller. directly to you. yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah. Boom. Like she'll be in a scene with someone else and look at the camera and say something that they don't hear, you know what I mean? Totally. But that's just, you know, one part of the show. It's uh but it's a, it's a show about this woman in London and the complications of her relationships with her family and her sister and her father and stepmother and uh all the various men that she um dates and beds for various reasons. And there's this understory. Well, you know, I'm not even going to tell you the understory, except that she has lost a friend. And that's sort of why she's in this spiral. But it's very funny. And also one of the shows is very touching and uh, heartfelt and just wrecks you in some scenes. Uh, And you know who else is in it? Our old pal, Brett Gellman. I love Brett Gellman. And once again, Gellman plays one of the great creeps. He yells a lot, too. Yeah, he's a great, great creep in the show as well. (laughs) He's he's so good. He's fantastic. Uh, Anyway, highly recommend Fleabag. Uh, I believe there are two seasons out. We just finished um, season one, and we're going to start on season two tonight. Just because it's like the Brits, six episodes. Perfect. In and out, 30 minutes each. Very bingeable. Have you seen the new Black Mirror episodes yet? I have not. They're good. I, I haven't seen... I think I only saw like the first season and a half or so of Black Mirror. So I'm way behind. Yeah,
2: this one they only dropped three episodes, but they're each practically feature length, maybe a little less, but um, they're they're like an hour ten, something like that, a piece. Um, Miley Cyrus is in one of
3: them, and she's excellent, (laughs) and uh, I just think they're really good. You know what one of my dirty secrets is, Noel? What's that? I kind of like Miley Cyrus. I like her too. I don't know much about her music, but um, when she says things, I tend to think, Oh yeah, I kind of agree. I think she's awesome. Yeah, I'm a fan. All right, we're out, everyone. We're Miley's. We're Mileyites. <laughs> Mileyites. Uh, you got anything else, buddy? No, I don't think so. We're at All a right. healthy 31:34. Seems like it's been longer than that. Yeah, so let's go ahead and uh, get out of here. Let's do it.
2: For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only.
4: Exclusions apply. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class.